you know, I can go onto any, like how many dating apps that I can be very open and honest and just say like, I'm in an, like an E&M relationship. And I could say like- <laughs> And I, no man will care. Yeah, no man will care. I could say I have teeth in my vagina and like no one would really care. You right. know, they'd be like, I mean, how sharp. Hello, and thanks for joining us on Your Mileage May Vary. We use, we use our inquisitive minds to talk about sex and relationships, salted with plenty of penis jokes. Today, we have a very special female guest and a plethora of topics to cover, to cover, including what I anticipate to be lengthy and potentially contentious conversations about anal sex and ethical non-monogamy. I am Keith. My co-host is Mike. Hi, Mike. Hey, Keith. Um, I'll introduce our guest imminently here. But first, a reminder that we pay $10 for any feedback we receive at ymmvpod at gmail.com or on Twitter at ymmvpod. You may also send us questions to either place if you're so inclined. While I'm begging, it's helpful to our egos if you rate and review us on whatever podcasting platform you use. All right, that's it for the PSAs. And now it is with some trepidation and hesitation that I invited our guest today. Welcome to the show, Alyssa. Hi, thank you guys for having me. I'm excited to be here. And could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your experience with sex and relationships? Well, I've had sex. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I work in the medical field, but um, I'm not, I'm definitely not like an expert on sex and relationships. I think all of my expertise is just tied solely to my own personal experiences. Um, yeah. Do you have any connection to either of the folks on the podcast? Yeah, let you put it in my butt. Right. Yeah, we did have anal sex a couple of weeks ago. I'm, I'm sure. Congratulations! You're now the mayor of my brown town. That's. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm. I'm honored. <laughs> Do you have any? You have any response to that, Mike? It's kind of gross. I mean, the way she phrased <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, okay. Well, um, we normally start our show by watching a porn and uh, commentating on it. How many of our shows have you heard, Alyssa? The majority of them. The majority. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so I'm still getting down to like the first first couple when you guys have okay. done. Yeah. This is episode. This is episode fifty. Fifty. So yeah. Congratulations, you guys. Thank you. It's a dubious honor. Are there any other any other housekeeping before we we get into the porn here, Mike? Well, um, we actually have have kept this porn because Alyssa, I guess, was interested in watching it with us. So maybe she could say something about that first. So, oh wait, did we say what the porn, <laughs> what kind of porn it is? No, go ahead. Oh, okay. So, uh, so sorry. So this is, uh, we, we've mentioned this on the last like two or three episodes. This is what's called painal P A I N A L. So it's like people who enjoy watching painful anal sex. Now I know that when you two had anal sex, it wasn't painful because of Keith's modest size, that, but that is not, sometimes it can okay, be. First off, I don't know why Alyssa's giggling. Second, that is, yeah, just nobody's, that, that is hearsay. Continue please. Oh, okay. So, uh, but sometimes, but look, I mean, let's be, let's be fair though. Even no matter the size or shape, <clears throat> if you, uh, don't large and normal take proper, if you, if you, okay. <laughs> if you don't take proper precautions, uh, you know, you can have a painful experience, but you know, like that's a, that can be fetishized. Right. So, so this is an example of uh, a porn. It's probably, I mean, I'm sure that the actual acting is completely fake 
I'm not sure. Probably is. But what's what's also interesting is that, you know, Alyssa has some interest in this topic as well. So maybe after we watch it, we can talk about that and why she would find it compelling. Yeah. I'm going to give her a chance to defend herself I, here. It's it's an alleged this, interest. But, uh, this, oh, is okay. how rumors, this is how rumors get started. <laughs> no, I think... I was interested in talking more about like the anal and stuff. And then I think we had mentioned the, uh, the panel video going about, and I think it kind of snowballed into me being very into panel apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, we can let our that's listeners, right. we could let our listeners. I'm just going to assume, I'm going to assume that's the case for now. Cause I just like fun. people just okay. like wrapping sandpaper on their penises. Okay. Right. <laughs> no, that's, I, I think that's beyond, that's beyond uh, the, what, what's going on here. Okay. So we have a, we'll put the link as we always do in the show notes so people can follow along and we're going to start uh, one minute into it. And also uh, Keith, I think is going to watch it on his phone so we can hear the audio at the same time. It should be yeah, enjoyable so. for those uh, listeners who are not properly disposed to watch the video. Yeah, special treat. Uh, okay. I'm ready. Are you ready, Mike? I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to start this in three. Two, one, starting. So it's basically like the typical um, doggy style position, but the woman is essentially, well, you can hear her. Ooh. Those aren't, yeah, I mean, she's at least evincing uh, that, she, that she's in some sort of pain. Now the guy is like really going as deep as he can. He's sort of drilling for oil there. Sort of imagine Keith doing this. Um, okay, and now he's returned. I can also see him in the mirror a little bit. He's uh, yeah, balding. Yeah, I was man. wondering if that was him or or somebody else, but yeah, it is him. It's a weird angle. I think she just yelled, "That's so deep!" Which I wonder could she even tell that? Uh, now he's hitting her some. Anyway, the, the, we you can pause it here. Yeah. Okay. I think we we, we get the idea. Uh, is her face yeah, blurring? So I think it's a like really terrible blurring effect there. I can't tell if they have some really fancy lens and that's the like bokeh effect or if her face is blurred. And if it is blurred, it's still, it's terribly done. It's so obvious who she is. Um, but uh, I have some thoughts here, but uh, Alyssa, do you want to, what, what were your, what were your thoughts on this video? I mean, I think the whole like thing about painal is that it's supposed to be painful anal, but it kind of seems, I don't know, just more performative. I hope at least, right. I don't think anal should be painful to that degree. Well, but it, is, it seems not? like a kink. It is a kink, though, right? Yeah, I mean, I think there are like some people who, pain. who like the pain. Like, I feel like the pain aspect for some folks. Actually, look, okay. I've said this before. Uh, both of you guys have heard it, but I'm sure all of our listeners have it. I don't understand why people would want to subject themselves to anal sex. It doesn't seem comfortable. Uh, you know, with men, of course, you hear about, you know, the prostate. And, you know, if you get your prostate touched in some way by the, the way that the penis inserts in anal sex, there could be something there. But for women, I'm, I'm pretty confused generally. Um, so that's point one. And then like point two, I'll, I'll, I'll be quick, uh, is I don't, I mean, it doesn't, like, what is... Like, why? Yeah, why? Like, why? Like, it just seems like vaginal would be the preferred mode in all cases. Oh, I know why. I know why, Keith. I mean, she should answer, but obviously why is because it's like a dominant submission kind of thing. But let's hear it. What's, what? I'm particularly curious about the first question. I don't remember what the first question <laughs> was. What it was basically like, what's, is there any sort of physical benefit? Uh, any like, physical benefit. You know, what, yeah. yeah I, think, I think anal can feel good. It does. Say more. Can you elaborate? Yeah, no, it definitely can feel good. I mean, obviously, there 
there's like a different like hierarchy, right? Like there's like certain things that like you like better that, you know, give you pleasure. But I think you can get like, you can get like physical pleasure from anal sex. I don't think it's supposed to be painful. There are parts of it where it can be uncomfortable, which is why there's a lot of, you know, communication, there's toys, there's lubrication, lots of lube. Butt plugs. Yes, butt plugs, toys. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So, so, it can let's, feel, so it can feel good. Let's frame it this way. Let's say there was no dominant submission emotional aspect to this. So it was just mm-hmm. like you felt like there was an absolute free choice of which orifice was going to be used. What mm-hmm. kinds of things would lead you to choose outside of the emotional dimension, the anal orifice for a, a romp? Novelty, something new. Okay. All right. It's like, it's kind of like so if you do the so same position all the time. Oh, sorry. That's not physical though, right? Not physical. I mean, it that's can be, right? right? It's like if some, yeah. I guess it could be. I mean, like, there's. I think whenever you try something like a little bit different, like it's just kind of outside of your norm of uh, one of your repertoires when you're having sex with somebody. It's just it's like it's exciting. It's new. It's fun. Feels good. The same thing like giving blowjobs. Like there's no like real physical aspect that gives women pleasure. Like I don't have like a G spot on the back of my throat or anything. But it does. It's like something that I like to do. Because. Go ahead. That makes sense to me. I mean, I don't understand why women like blowjobs either. So like my confusion about I this, I feel like is at least consistent. <laughs> um, but yeah, like. Oh, but I guess you're right. I guess it could, it could be like the emotional component, just something new. So okay, it feels let me try exciting. To, let me try to. Yeah. So, I mean, there, it's something new. I mean, you're also probably enjoying the fact that the guy is enjoying it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if, okay. You're probably going to say, even if I remove that component, so use the often uh, my my standard element of a glory hole. So the man is sort of not even present on some level. You'd mm-hmm. still say there's a novelty dimension, right? You'd say, oh, well, this is something that I haven't tried in a while. I haven't tried before or something like that. Yeah. I mean, if there's like a curiosity aspect, like there was just like a penis coming out of a wall and depending yeah. on the mood I'm in, I'm just like, hmm. When you're self-pleasuring, do you ever like put things up your butt? Mm, not often. But occasionally, occasionally, yeah, occasionally, like sometimes if I have like a long, like a long afternoon, I'm just like, I have nothing to do. I'm just like, no, I'll try it out. See what happens. (laughs) Can you say more about that long afternoon? What, what? (laughs) what's the first what's the first thing you do yeah yeah, absolutely i mean (laughs) i'm a modern lady like i just like i masturbate you know have like my orgasm and then i go about my day you know but if i have like a long afternoon i'm bored i'll just like have like a nice you know hour long two hour long session or something she has said this before can you believe that an hour long two hour long i don't do it on purpose it happens sometimes give us a breakdown of what's happening during this session you know, like I like candles, you know, I set up all my toys like in like a row on the bed. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I no. wish people could see the face. Mike <laughs> it sounds like the 40 year old virgin. It's a, yeah, no, it's obviously like a, a joke. Right. A trope, yeah. yeah, no. Um, I mean, I don't go in, like, I don't intend to be like, okay, I'm going to set a timer. I'm going to do this for like a set three hours. But, you know, if I have like an afternoon, like I'll just, you know, be like, okay, well, I'm just going to masturbate. And then I'll like watch some videos and maybe the video won't be something that I'm like generally into. I'll kind of like search videos and then I'll try different things. Like I have like different toys I can play with and try like different stimulation because usually it's just clitoral stimulation dirt, like if I'm like regularly masturbating. Okay. And, and then, then it kind of just turns into, I mean, then it just after a while, I'll just kind of keep doing that. And then it just turns into like an hour long session or like two hours or something. Do you normally okay. have multiple orgasms during these sessions? No. 
Okay. Does it end <laughs> as soon as you orgasm? Yep. Okay. I think so too. <laughs> <laughs> sounds uh, that sounds that sounds right. Um, so so, but but it's it's not as directed. Like in in the sense that like in one of these sessions, uh, you're sort of generally enjoying yourself, but it's not like you're trying to get a release. Yeah, I mean, generally, it's just if I have like the, if I have like the time, I'll just kind of flip through videos and just kind of enjoy my time, and then just when it happens, it happens. Have my orgasm, and then just move on to the next thing. Okay. And so as part of this sort of exploration process, you might, you know, explore your anus. Yeah, I have like different sensations that I haven't like done like on myself for a while. Got it. Yeah, all right. Yeah, so I mean, it's not like, I mean, yeah, this is, I, I, I continue to believe that like the man, the male uh, experience here is all about sort of peaking up the, first of all, you're just trying to get the nut. And secondly, you're trying to peak up the value of the orgasm intensity even though other guys argue that's not a thing and so forth. I think it is. Whereas for women, it's like more experiential, which I think makes it less. I mean, look, men just have to like do it every so often. Like Keith, uh, something like three or four times a day frequently. I don't know about frequently. I would say I have four orgasms in a day, at least once a month. Whereas for, for you, Alyssa, that's almost never, right? Once or twice. But not like not four. Once or two. This is obviously excluding oh, got it. having sex with me because she normally has 10 to 12 orgasms. This is the thing is we get people on the show and they'll make all these claims <laughs> when they get on the show. They're like, oh, yeah, it's just one and done. <laughs> I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for the woman who's just like who's whose masturbation habits map to like what you see on Chatterbait or Pornhub or something like it just never happens. They're always like, right. well, no, actually, where a woman's having an I just finish four minutes. Right. Yeah, they're just like, oh yeah, it's just like waves, and it goes on and on for an hour. It's like, no, it's not. When do not I have common. the? When would I have the time to do that? Just like, <laughs> uh, well, sure. Well, masturbate like five times a day. Pleasure for an hour. <laughs> Sounds yeah. kind of hot. I mean, I think the claim okay. is that they're orgasm. Yeah, whatever. We, we, yeah, go on. So you're so Alyssa, you're you're actually not an aficionado of this penal thing. You view it as just a purely fetish. Uh, thing a porn fetish maybe to make guys excited and like in fact like it's not compelling to you at all is that right no not compelling to me at all i can understand why some people do like i think some women do like the submission domination they some women do like the pain aspect it kind of heightens like their sexual experience and then i think for men it is the the domination factor right um i'm hoping with like the pain aspect because it just kind of if it's against someone's will it just seems a little bit seems pretty rapey to me but i think if it's more of like a performative thing like you're you know receiving the anal and it's just so big it's painful so you're kind of doing these like copulation calls and making it you know very performative i can understand why that could be a turn on for people but not compelling and what's wrong with something what's wrong with something being rapey oof i don't know not for me doesn't do it for me all right. I mean, that's a fetish. Like, I mean, obviously, presumably, it's consensual uh, non-consent. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. No, absolutely. That's why this, I think for pain, I think it is a fetish, right? Because, I mean, you know, even in the other porns you're watching, like, no one really wants to have, like, a burglar come into their house and, like, have sex with them, right? It's just, it's a, it's a fantasy. I do. I mean, if a female, <laughs> I mean, like, it sounds great. <laughs> I mean, Nat- Natalie Portman Natalie, breaks into your Natalie house Portman. and demands to have sex with you. I would take... I would take like a, 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 I would take like a six out of ten looking woman. That'd be fine. She doesn't have to be Natalie Portman. Like it's like it's like oh you're you're here again. Great. I'm taking like, the television. Yeah. I mean, why um, is that so so bad? You know. I have one more question about anal play generally. 
Do you think that people have materially different perceptions of pain? So you'll, you'll hear some women say, oh, it's just too painful for me. I, I couldn't ever. And then other women say it's not very painful at all. Or, you know, if you, if you prepare yourself, it's not very painful. And then, you know, then the counter argument of the first person would be like, no, it still is even when I do that. Do you think there's actual material differences or some people are just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm speculating, I'm not, I'm not asserting this, or some people are just being babies? Alyssa? Alyssa? Oh, that's the question was for me. Um, I don't know. I mean, from my own experience is I think I have some, I have a lot of positive association with anal. And so I think that's why it's something like I enjoy. I mean, obviously there's parts about it that I've had to like, I've like learned for myself, like what works for my body, like what is pleasurable for me, you know, lots of lube works really well. Um, making sure I use a toy beforehand to kind of like loosen myself up a bit, you know, having a partner that I trust, you know, it's not like I'm just going about my day with random partners and just like having them just like put it in my butt. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I see. I'm just curious because right. you hear, you hear this complaint, people always, okay. So a super common thing you see on the sex subreddit and other sex forums around the internet are, is a woman saying, I can't have anal sex. It's, it's, it's basically impossible for me. And then, you know, and then along with that, they're saying, but it, you know, my boyfriend actually absolutely demands it. And I don't know, like, I think if your partner doesn't want to have anal sex with you, then obviously, okay, I don't think, obviously you should respect that, but I'm curious. And this is like an, I guess, unpolitically correct thing to even be curious about, but I'm curious about whether certain women actually can't or if they're uh they just don't want to um, well, of course they can <clears throat> well yeah but i mean no, but uh, like okay an analogy here is what is it's called like va- vaginimus va- vaginimus it's it's like when you're you have like this like your vagina like tightens in a way that doesn't allow penetration usually due to a fear or some sort of previous trauma. I think I'd pronounce I pronounce that like vaginismus. Or something yes, like that. I think that's the word. Women with that condition, I think, do have a materially different experience with penises inserting into their vagina than women who don't have that condition. And I'm wondering if there's an analog with anal. Like, is it is it the case that certain women have a much 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 worse uh, sensory experience than others? Well, I you sort of know that's not true. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good one. Excellent. Hemorrhoids. That could be something. I can't think of anything else that's yeah. a physical thing because then, then it would be painful every time they have to use the restroom. Exactly. That's, that's exactly exactly what Mike was intimating, yeah. Yeah, I I, uh, <clears throat> I think we discussed this last episode. I mean, yeah, like the uh, – I mean, just try a keto diet for a while. What does that do? Oh, it flushes out your system more? No, it constipates you. Oh, oh! So you could have practice with yeah. high diameter, like man, hard, hard things coming out of your anus. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, Keith. It's not that hard for a man who is not into pegging, as you purport not to be. Although Alyssa does seem kind of dominant to me, but anyway, um, uh, this is the, you're just gonna like lob lob these grenades and move on. So that- so the the not into uh, it yet. The, <laughs> I know. So I mean, for a man who's allegedly not into pegging, I mean, it's easy to understand somebody who won't or can't or that sort of like. I mean, yeah. For me, it's like I think about it. And I'm like, well, yeah, I could. Yeah, I'm sure I could I don't, too. But I don't. I don't particularly want to. And I think that the, I think that the delta there is just that, like, um, uh, 
for women, um, yeah, there, there are these psychological dimensions, particularly because of the gratification the man gets from it that makes it more compelling. It's a little harder for me to understand meaning what, what's it makes, makes a receptive anal more compelling for a woman. It's a little hard for me to understand why a woman would masturbate uh, with like something in her anus, but maybe it's partly because you're like remembering anal sex with someone or something. Cause it's like, then it's like really, I mean, for a guy to do that, it would really have to be just pleasure or you really have some pegging or gay sex experiences that you're remembering and fantasizing about, I think. You know. I mean, there is like this, like there is like this way you can get pleasure because um, where the rectum is, like to your vagina, like if they're if they're both full in a way, you can actually stimulate your G spot from in there, and it's kind can of you say like more about that. Yeah, no, I mean, so basically, if you just have say like something stimulating you inside the vagina and then something going inside your anus, um, having it being like really full on both ends, it can actually whatever is inside your anus can actually stimulate your G spot inside the vagina, and you can have an orgasm. But couldn't you? Couldn't you just you get one of those like bad dragon? You said you have like an array of them that you line up with candles and stuff. Couldn't you <laughs> get one of those like bad dry? Like, couldn't you just get something really large? Like, are are you saying that you think it's better or somehow different in an important way for a woman if you have something smaller in each orifice than if you just have something bigger in 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 the vagina? I wouldn't say it's like a significant difference or it's like better than anything, right? I just I think it's just a different sensation. You know, it's like. Hmm. Yeah, it's just a different sensation. It's just like having an orgasm from being like having sex, like having sex with like with someone and then they're stimulating you with like a toy. You know, it's like you have an org. It's like you have an orgasm. No matter what, it's like when you have the orgasm, it's just go, it's going, you're going to feel it in the vagina, but it's just what part of the genitalia like did the like stimulation bring to bring you to like climax, right? Okay. So if if you're one and done, uh, as many, many, many people are, uh, with this. And isn't it kind of a bummer then once you've orgasmed that you now have this thing up your butt? No, you just lube, just pop it right out. You just like whatever. And then just go with my day okay. <laughs> for me, I think that would be a big bummer. It's like, it's like you, as you know, from listening to the show assiduously, Keith, uh, <laughs> Keith avoids <laughs> his semen after he orgasms. And the reason why, I mean, I'm not Keith's lover, but I imagine that the reason why is because of the, the letdown, the come down after orgasm is just makes it so he doesn't want to deal with his own body fluids. And I, I was sort of wondering if the, you don't have the same experience. I, I, women, I think often don't, right? Because, it, because you know, if, if you did have a big come down like that, then after your orgasm, you might not want to have sex anymore if you were, you know, in partnered sex, right? Yeah, yeah I, I think evolutionarily that's why women don't have that come down because otherwise there would be this mexican standoff where <laughs> whoever orgasms first wins right like you don't i don't know i don't know what the is there a new uh phraseology for mexican standoff up a more politically correct one yeah uh, cat fight no i don't know no. i know what you mean no, Mexican standoff is when when two people point their guns at each other, and you know there's there's a race to see who shoots first. Uh, sure, like at the and the, that's what the three people with like guns, at, right? If yeah. yes, all right, okay. Uh, are we done with uh, the anal topic? I think we are. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have a number of things from Reddit, but I'm gonna sort of open. I'm gonna ask Alyssa a question here, and I'd like her to describe her her thoughts on this and the question is uh, how should men find new partners in a enm situation we Keep. talked about this and it's hard for an ethical think non-monogamy that, yes yes. That, yeah sorry for for the uninitiated Our listeners aren't going to know what that is yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean we've talked about this before and i think i 
I'm definitely not the expert on how to go about doing that, right? Because I mean, my experience is purely is very different as a woman. You know, I can go onto any like how many dating apps that I can be very open and honest and just say like, I'm in an, like an E&M relationship. And I could say like, <laughs> and I, no man will care. Yeah, no man will care. I could say I have teeth in my vagina, like no one would really care. You right. know, they'd be like, I mean, how sharp. <laughs> but, is it still warm? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, there are like other there are like other like websites you can go to. I mean, there's like this one thing is called Field. I think it's specifically meant for Ian, like, you know, for couples and singles, like people like looking to be like a third, like couples like looking for a third or like couples like seeking, you know, other partners. Yes. But what about the partnered man mm-hmm. looking for a, you know, short term, pro- probably one time sexual engagement? Like Field. This is really creepy. So, Keith, you're asking her how you can find one of these. Well, I did not. No, I'm not. No, <laughs> I'm saying hypothetically, hypothetically. So we've, we've had discussions about uh, ethical non-monogamy in our own relationship. Neither of us has slept with anyone else, but we're both open to the concept. But I think that there's this big asymmetry. I think that it's super easy for women to find men who would be game to randomly have sex with, with a partnered woman. I think it's basically impossible. Um, one other thing Alyssa's mentioned in the past is you could use for something man, like yes, yeah. I think it's much harder for a man to find to find a willing partner. Um, I think there are a few ways that I think there are two super easy ways, and then all the other ways I think are much harder. The two super easy ways are you could use something like Seeking Arrangement or a website where you are you can pay right, so you can you can hire a prostitute or do something that's a little bit less like explicit prostitution, like you Seeking Arrangement. Um, so that's one way. The other way is, I already forgot the other way. There's another way. Be attractive. Don't be unattractive. No, that that obviously helps, but yeah. Be a celebrity, be a sports star. Oh, be like really, really rich. No. The other way is you can lie. You can lie. So you can tell women on Tinder or Bumble or whatever that you're just meeting them and then try to have one night stands or, or cultivate them over, over a few dates. And I think, yeah. So I think lying being, being non-ethically non-monogamous is one way or paying is another way. And I think all the other ways are extremely, extremely difficult. Um, But I don't think you necessarily disagree with that. No, I wonder how long, um, like how many dates would you have to go on with somebody before you can like relate to them? Like you're in an ethically like non-monogamous relationship or do you just like not, you know, like when's like, do you, like when is a good time? You know, cause I feel like, you know, the E&M thing does turn people off yeah. right, immediately. Right. Yeah. Um, so like, I wonder how long it could be for, for that person to get to kind of get to know you as a person and then be like, okay, well, this is something I can maybe explore with this person or even explore myself. I don't yeah. think that that's not, that's not realistic. If a man... If a man concealed this, let me. I, I wanted to say one thing really quickly. I, yeah. I'm on. I'm on Tinder. I'm on Tinder. Uh, uh, because I find it entertaining. Uh, I don't meet the people, but I'm on there. And I had a woman say she was ethically non-monogamous, and I was like, "Oh, I said, what does that mean?" Because I was like, I wanted to get a definition actually, so we could talk about it on the podcast. And then she asked me what motel we should meet at. So for her, it meant she was a prostitute. But anyway, the uh, huh. the. Which it was always it was a code word for her on 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 Tinder, basically saying she was a prostitute. The um, it's interesting. Uh, but for for if a man went on a date with let's say three dates with a woman and did not tell her that he was in a relationship, she would be very angry. Typically, uh, much of the same way as like I mean, there's all kinds of things you could conceal, uh, and that you know you're quote unquote supposed to have revealed at the outset. 
Um, and so I don't think that's like a practical suggestion because, you know, yes, there might be the one in a hundred who'd say, oh, that's, that's really interesting. I'm really into that. The, and then there'd be the 99 that would be extremely angry with you. And, and there'd be like the five out of a hundred that would actually do something bad to you. <laughs> be like running some in, physical risk in a furious rage. I don't actually yeah. have, I don't have good intuition on this. I, th- I know that Alyssa and I's intuition on this differs. Like I think it's basically impossible. I think Alyssa believes that if you were charming enough and, you know, laid it out in the proper order that it, it may not be as hard as I'm making it out to be. Is that right? What would the woman's I- incentive be? She's just like, I don't have enough dicks in my life. I mean, that, there could be that. Could be that. Could just, I don't mean novelty experience, something new. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe. Like you might, yeah, I mean, that's, I guess that might be someone like you might meet at a swingers club or something like that kind of. That's another way to meet people in for E&M as well. You know, like sex positive uh, platforms like FetLife or something. For sure. For sure. I do think that it exists. Okay. I do think there are women out there who are also ethically non-monogamous mm-hmm. that could be looking for other mm-hmm. uh, there non-monogamous are. people. But the point is, yeah, like the Venn diagram of women who are available to eth- ethically non-monogamous men and men who are available to ethically non-monogamous women. It's just like math. Like I, 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 there might be literally 100 times more, more men than there are uh, women like this. And so, yeah, like that asymmetry makes ethical non-monogamy a little bit challenging because like, how do you even execute it ethically? (laughs) Like you could definitely do it by lying. You can definitely do it by paying, but otherwise are you spending like, you know, a third of your waking hours, like searching for this, they don't call it unicorn means something very specific (laughs) in in this space. So it's not a unicorn, but searching for this needle in a haystack. Keith, I think you're also, you are also ignoring the great power of, choosing to be attracted to extremely unattractive people. Well, right. But I mean, that, I mean, I, I sort oh, of, so there's that too. Yeah. I sort of paid lip service to that point with, yeah, there's like a hundred X more women, more men available to women than there are women available to men. And so, yeah. With sort that, of, you- but I mean, that, that, sort of, but that's, I think, that, I think there's like a caveat you have to put in there, which is that um, the collect, when you think of a woman that could be interesting to you, you're setting a physical attractiveness bar that's drastically higher than the bar that like a woman would set typically for a man that she could be attracted to. And so there is just this huge collection of women that just have absolutely no, that you would just, you would, your eye would just pass over in a bar or a club or a dating site or something like that. And if you, and and those I suspect would, yeah. But a woman doesn't have to make that concession. Doesn't have to, but I mean, at some point, if you're, you know, a hundred pounds overweight, like you, your choices are be very lonely or make some kind of concession, right? Concession could be to just uh, lose weight, but you know, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, it seems like to me, like if you're on like Tinder and Bubble, I mean, do you see people like when you're swiping that there's like people say like E and M or like Poly, like Poly? People tend to put people don't tend to put that on their profiles. No, not really. I see that it, it it happens, but it's unusual. Is it unusual? You just don't like. Them. I would always, <laughs> I would always like somebody who said that because I'd be curious if I matched them. And the only time it's happened was the prostitute, right? Yeah, I mean, that might be the kind of person who's matching with you. The prostitutes, yeah. 
It makes sense. That's I think yeah. I think that is my target demographic uh, sexually is uh, uh, prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have left. Yeah. Well, you're certainly their target demo. Uh, <laughs> oh, for sure. Okay. Let's move into. Let's move on to a couple Reddit topics here. Uh, let's see here. Let's do this one first. It's going to take a second for Reddit to uncache it. And I wanted to bring this up because we have someone here who has given me a blowjob. And, you know, it's, it's, almost, like a, it's almost like <laughs> it's almost like a famous meme on the show. It wasn't my, me. My confusion. I'm just so, yeah, I'm just so glad. He, I'm just <laughs> I'm so glad it's not me. I was like, oh, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so this person says, I have a really bad fear of giving head. So I've been in a relationship with a guy for over a year and I have a fear of giving blowjobs. It makes me feel awful. I can do most stuff, but I have a really bad gag reflex. And I gag when I taste pre-cum and cum. And there's, I don't know if there's a material difference in that taste. Anyway, and then there's the fact that I get tons of anxiety over it. I got so bad that I actually threw up on him once. And since then we only do hand jobs. Nothing has really helped me. Honestly, I'm just curious if anyone else has a problem like this or if I'm the only one. Uh, I have this hang problem. On, hang on, uh, Keith, I, I, hang on I, Keith. I, Keith. Yes. Alyssa, can you, uh, for Keith's benefit, describe in as much detail as possible, say in a minute, <laughs> the difference of taste between pre-cum and cum? I mean, I don't find a relative difference. Come on. I really don't. So to speak. So, yeah. Do you think there's a difference, Mike? That's, it sounded like you were certain she was going to have a have a have a thesis on this. Yeah, I'm certain there's a difference. You you think because mm-hmm. the sperm is not let, yet uploaded into the seminal fluid, there's a material taste difference? I, I I'm, I'm not sure of the biological uh, the biological rationale for the difference. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, there's a quantity difference, but I think that like one is sort of thinner. And there's something that's like not in one that is in the other. I don't know what it is. Have you tried your pre-cum and your cum before? Of course. Well, first of all, every of guy has no. Every guy has tried no. his pre-cum. Yeah. Yes. Yet. I have not. <laughs> every guy. Every guy has because like all all it requires is like to <sighs> get it, be getting a blowjob and then kiss during the blowjob. Like that's ridiculous. No, it's like I, no. Not- I mean, that's not enough to like dispositively say anything about the taste. Uh, I mean, okay. Like, I mean, and you also could talk about like the odor, like there's, de- there's definitely a material difference in the odor between the two. I, I have no intuition on this because I have not tasted it. There's a difference no, in I, I didn't say taste. I said, there we go. Okay. So ha- can you describe yeah. that for our listeners? Well, pre-cum tends to be like a little bit more watery. Um, and then, you know, come depending on, like, depending on the, like the gentleman, it could be, they're like really like thick or it could be watery. It just, it really depends on the person. It's like very different, but I know pre-cums always tends to be like a little bit more watery than the actual. Mike, have okay. you asked, have you asked your wife if, I don't know if, if this, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll cut it if you don't want to talk about it. Have you asked your wife if your cum tastes different since your vasectomy? Hmm. Uh, it doesn't. That's interesting. So it's it not. Yeah. It's that implies that it's not that there's sperm in it. It's not the sperm that that causes it. To, to the extent that a difference in taste exists, which I am somewhat contesting, to the extent that it does exist, it's not the presence or absence of sperm. Right. There's. It's there. Uh, no, it's not that. It would be something else. I mean, I mean, viscosity is an important uh, delta here, but uh, sure. 
but I think there's also like like I, I think that like I mean uh, Alyssa, have you ever had experience with a man whose semen kind of grossed you out? No, not okay. like not significantly okay. where like I barfed on them or anything like that. No, 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 not barfed on them, but where you're like, oh, this is actually like not my cup, my like metaphorical cup experience. of tea. Like this is a little rough. <laughs> well, no, like and the reason like, I, like funky, like <laughs> yeah, exactly. The reason I bring that up is that like I, I'm confident of this assessment that that information is not available to the woman until the main event, until he ejaculates. Like she's not like, oh, this pre comes weird. No, like there's some other constituents uh, that like come into play during the come. Mm-hmm. And that's why like I, I, maybe you have had the great fortune in your life to um, only uh, give oral sex to men who have fantastic flavorings. But I think that's not always the case. <laughs> if eaten the proper amount of pineapple. Yeah. Is it that supposed to okay. be the, anyway. the thing? No, I mean, See, like, okay, yeah. I've had, I've had, like, I've had people, like, where I was just kind of like, hmm, like, there's, like, where it wasn't funky. It wasn't, like, it was just, like, funkier than usual, right? But, I mean. Uh, but you I didn't, but you didn't notice that in the, you didn't notice that previous know, to the ejaculation. Didn't notice the pre-cum, but I would probably, I could probably, like, ah. I could probably call it beforehand, you know, like, just Not some right. guy probably had, like, a bad diet, you know, drink, like, you know, just drink and smoke cigarettes and stuff like that. Oh, sure. Health, sure, health of course. Health like the- for sure. I'm sure it is, but yeah. Well, all I was going for is that there is a material difference in flavor between pre-cum and cum, and I think we're now getting to that. That being the case, because like otherwise, you would have like taken. A, 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 I mean, when you're giving a blow, mm-hmm. like pretty quickly, stuff starts coming out, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like which is interesting because when a man masturbates or whatever in a hand job, like it takes a like. In fact, I mean, Keith, correct me if I'm wrong here, but like, let's say you masturbate for a 15 minute session. Like, it's likely nothing will come out until you ejaculate, right? Huh. Yeah, that's true. I don't really have that much pre cum when I masturbate. Yeah. And yet, the, what the reports that Why I've is heard, that? I don't know. The reports I've heard are that in a blow, like within the first two minutes, there's something coming out because, and I know this because I've uh, been corrected by women, by, you know, because like a, a thing you can say is like, oh, well, you know, women's bodies are producing lubrication the entire time. So like, so like it's not all in one main event. And then the woman's response can be, well, actually you're producing stuff all the time. And I remember the first time I got corrected on that, I think it's been a couple of times that I've made this, I've said this and then been corrected. Uh, I was surprised because I knew that when I masturbated, nothing typically came out unless I was really yeah. horny. Yeah. Uh, and so, and then it's, I guess you're really horny when you get a blow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So a lot comes out, right? Anyway, I like, uh, we can go, go on with the question. I was just I like, looking for like, like, yeah. I was just going to say, I like that this is what we focused on. This question <laughs> is the difference in days between pre-cum and cum. Uh, They're just different. Yeah. I mean, I thought she was saying a redundant thing when she said she gags when she tastes pre-cum and when she tastes cum. But uh, I think, thank you I think in the, the ideal case, and I think in the ideal case, and maybe Alyssa would back me up on this, that ideally cum and pre-cum <laughs> is the same, which is, that is to say, not strong. But I, I think you don't always, it's not. Sometimes your pee is very clear and sometimes it's very yellow. And it's that yellow pee that gets you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that asparagus pee. Mm. Uh, okay. Mm. The reason why I thought this was an interesting topic is this is yet another woman that is obviously totally disgusted by blowjobs because they are disgusting. And I think that is a very rational point of view. And I thought we could have this conversation for the nth <laughs> time. Uh Alyssa, why are blowjobs compelling? Not, it doesn't have to be specific to me, uh, but just generally. Mm-hmm. Again, novelty. Also for me, it's I like if it, 
like I like giving blowjobs to people that like I'm interested in that I respect and I care for, right? So like when I'm pleasuring them and like I could see that they're having a good time, it makes me feel really good. It does turn me on too. Okay. Yeah, but let me write this down. I gotta write this down. <laughs> interested, respect, and care for. That's where I gotta get to. <laughs> like I'm not just like I'm not just going out just like giving blowies to whoever, you know? Like I got this it. Is the thing. No, I got it. I would go out and have I would go out and have sex with whoever. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, obviously, if we were dating, uh, I don't. <laughs> yes, I understand that you can suppress the disgustingness of it in order to satisfy a partner, but that—that's not an argument for it being a compelling act. So she's turned on, really. though. You're yeah, going to be. You're, 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 yeah, when you're turned on, uh, disgust is suppressed. That's why there are so many, so many videos on Pornhub of men licking the anuses of women and other men. Uh, yeah. It's because they, oh. well, there they're getting, it's, the, there are two things actually that lower your disgust. One is um, arousal and the second one is money. So in that case, they're it's the <laughs> money that's doing it. Right. But uh, here it's, here it's the arousal. And so, yeah, it's like, I mean, yeah, like, this is sort of like, we've litigated this, Keith, like she's aroused by it. She likes being able to like make you come and watch it. And also, and Alyssa, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but like, I think that in a lot of cases, women enjoy the physical sensations in their mouth of the man coming like in other words you can it's very visceral yeah no it's very it's very satisfying i mean i think it's satisfying like you know like when you're able to give someone like you know like head till completion aren't you bummed that he hasn't i mean maybe all right i know where this conversation is gonna go you're not bummed that he's not coming inside of you you are you're trying to make inside of me You're trying to make a baby in her mouth, Keith. That's you've chosen her mouth to make a baby. I would think that there would be a lot of female drive to be came in in their vagina, and a lot less for anywhere else. That would be my suspicion. I don't know. I mean, I think if that's like the biological drive, sure, right. But if you're having you know sex with one person like multiple times, it's like there'll be plenty more to come. Yeah, it's like there's there's, pl- there's plenty more. It's just like come wherever. Yeah, okay. I honestly don't. And like, I've heard this has like been like a thing now in the podcast for a really long time. I like, I really don't know what I can do to convince you that it's something that women enjoy. So, like, some women enjoy, and some women don't, right? Well, I think Alyssa. Can, yeah, okay. Let me just make. Can one you quick feel? Point. I, Go I ahead. Think yeah. All, I think all women are disgusted by it. Some women's arousal exceeds that disgust or suppresses that disgust. Look, Keith. I mean, on, on, on the level <laughs> you're talking on, I'm disgusted by vaginas. Like, it's true. I find it like if you just if I had to. Just have like if I was a gynecologist and I just can't every vagina like I had to also like lick it or something. I'd just be like, this is kind of gross. Like I would be disgusted by it. The arousal <laughs> is important to mediating this. But but Alyssa, two things. One is uh, uh, whether or not I, I'm assuming that you either can't feel it when your partner uh, comes in you typically uh, vaginally or anally or very little you can feel it. But you can. There's a lot more physicality to the sensation of the guy coming in your mouth. And I wanted to get put it fine point on this like do you find something compelling in that specific element of it like like it's like you like okay he comes in your vagina mostly it just becomes wetter or something like it's not but but in your mouth like there's a lot of physicality to that sensation don't you find that compelling too oh, absolutely i think there's i mean there's more sensation there right what's the opposite of compelling? there we go Disgusting. <laughs> yeah like, but keith hang on keith you don't oh, like so you don't you, like sorry yeah. go ahead <laughs> i mean if it was if 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 if, if i was forced to give oral sex to a woman I found totally unattractive. Yeah. I would be grossed out by the sensation of feeling a spasm of her vagina. 
around my tongue or whatever, you know, like, like that would gross me out too. If I wasn't aroused, like that's the thing you're just, you're, you're, you're basically just repeatedly messaging to our audience that you are not attracted to dicks, which is fine. And actually you do it so much that it makes me wonder if it, if it's true, but yeah. like, okay, you think there you're might not, be a more aroused effective by dicks. way, but, but this is my Trojan horse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I wonder if this has just been like a I'll, long con to gaslight me into trying to give you more blowjobs all the time. Just like, no. <laughs> I, I will make you like this. <laughs> He's searching. No, it's not that. It's a gaslight to get an, an MMF threesome. No. That's the goal here. Not that. Just ask. All right. No. No. Ooh. No, thank Ooh. <laughs> wait, wait. I have a question. So, Alyssa, when you, when you say that, there was such joy in your voice. Uh, MMF, you you know from listening is, and, and you probably know from culture, MMF is the two men interacting. Like, is there something about that that you find compelling? You would like to to see Keith so, interact with another man. Let, let me just make sure she understands. I think she does, but there's MFM where the the two men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, you're they're just, just high fiving. <laughs> you know? yeah. She's rolling her eyes at me. Sorry. <laughs> let me explain to you threesomes. Go ahead, Alyssa. No, I mean I, I could find it compelling, but I'm not going to. I wait, don't want to do MMF or MFM. Both. Both of both are okay. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Okay. Well, this well, is really those, important. Actually, neither of those Hang are going to happen. But one of them. Wait, really? Well. Oh. One of those. <laughs> one of those is definitely not going to happen. One of those checks out. One of those. I don't know. I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Hang on, I'm, Alyssa. I'm not, I'm not hippie enough. For are you sure that if you witnessed Keith receive anal sex, I know it's not going to happen. So let's just make it person X. Doesn't have to be Keith. If your partner. Gave a blow in front of you, or received anal sex in front of you. You think that would be cool? You'd be like, "Oh yeah, this is an MMF experience, and I like this." Or would you be like, "Whoa, I no longer am interested in respect or uh, care for you." Those are the three things that get the blow. So I've never been in an I've never been in an MMF situation, so I can't say. But I would think that no. I mean, if you know, if Keith was if Keith was really enjoying it, and I could see, yeah. This is not happening. Oh, my other boyfriend. Okay. <laughs> person X. <laughs> the person X. I can see they were like really enjoying themselves. Like they're having a good time. Everyone's having a good time. Then yeah, like I don't think I would lose like respect or it like be disgusted by some person. It wouldn't emasculate that person in your eyes. No. Because we've we've read I think it would. We yeah, we've had we've we've read lots of complaints about this. It's like, oh, you know, I had an MMF thing with my wife or my girlfriend, and now you know, she, she doesn't, she doesn't view me as like this powerful male object anymore. Cause you know, she's witnessed him being very submissive sexually to another man. Taking it. That's right. Yeah. Taking it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I can't say for sure. Cause I've never been in that situation, but, but you feel like you're high-minded enough to I wouldn't separate. Say, I wouldn't say oh, high-minded. Man. I don't think it bothers me, but I mean, I've watched like MMF porn where that was happening. Like, I think if my visceral reaction was like, ugh, you know, I think I could kind of get a feeling of what, what to expect if I was in that situation. But yeah. It's trickier when it's your compelling. boyfriend is lucky, Pierre. But but uh, Keith, uh, <laughs> Keith, do you think it's see? And this is, I think, the analogy. Do you think that it would bother you uh, subsequently if you were had your partner in an MMF scenario and you had the great joy of watching another man have sex with her and ejaculate in her mouth, vagina, or anus? Do you think you would not no, enjoy I that I memory? Would, I, I don't think I would find that compelling at all. Yes, yeah, so yeah, both so aspects an analogy of an MMF. There receiving from the man and watching the man give to my partner <laughs> person why uh yeah neither of those seem compelling okay well what about ffm well ff now 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 we're talking 
obviously FFM or FMF. I'm conceptual. Alyssa, if you wanted to give Keith a gift here, a real gift, I would recommend you find a way to enable an MFF threesome for him because I think he would enjoy it. And I do think it would make you respect him more, care for him more, and be more interested in him. Or sorry, you told me to stop. He told you to stop trying to arrange one? Why would, yeah. you, why would that happen? And I think we had to do something. <laughs> I don't know if they told you to stop. Had to you said put do it away. Something. <laughs> Wait, put away what? I was on, I, I, have an, I like had an app. And so I was like telling, I was telling him like, I'm trying to facilitate a threesome. And he was just like, put that away. I think we were having wow. a conversation. Okay. That's not what I would say. I'd be like, get the, like, don't, don't. Did you forget to say don't, Keith? don't put it away i don't remember the context here but to be clear i am conceptually on board with a uh threesome that involves two women be it oh yeah or f m f uh as long as the other woman can can fit in a robot I don't remember the I don't remember the context, but yeah, we were like talking about something. I was making an important political point, and I felt I felt unheard and and un, unrespected. That's right. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> so keep... <laughs> huh. But yes, uh, yes. Uh, continue foraging for for that F. I would also recommend to you, Keith. Like, I mean, there's certain things that a man should sort of seed his political points for, and this is one of them. Like if a woman is offering you some sort of novel, compelling sexual experience and you have some point you're making, I would just be like, all right, well. That's probably a good life pro tip. You can bring it back up later. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say if the woman starts giving you a blowjob, also just put it away. But if you don't like receiving blowjobs, then maybe that's the time to really double down on your political point. To stop (laughs) her from doing that. think about Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, okay. All right. We're going to go to the next topic here. Uh, this one's a little bit lengthy, but it's pretty juicy. So uh, here we go. Uh, this is a today I fucked up, which is a common category on Reddit. Today I fucked up. My girlfriend caught me jerking off to my ex's nudes. This happened three to four hours ago today. So I've been with my current girlfriend for over a year now, and we got together six months after me and my ex broke up. My girlfriend was out doing Christmas shopping today, and I was having a relaxed day off work. So I decided with the place to myself to jerk off. Decided to put some porn on, but after 40 minutes, I was getting frustrated and couldn't come. So when this happens, <laughs> I go to my ex's nudes and videos. She said to me, so I put some headphones and started going to one of her videos. My girlfriend came home, but I couldn't hear. She came home. She came home. So she walked over to get me to get my attention or like maybe start something. Clearly seeing what I was doing, but she saw my ex's face moaning on my phone and ran out shouting. She drove and isn't answering her phone. It's been three hours since she hasn't come home. What the fuck do I do to make this right? This is um, retarded. I mean, he should have made some videos of his current girl. Go, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, my God. I. Okay. First off. He shouldn't. Look, lock the door when you're masturbating, just generally. Like, whatever that means, right? Don't get caught masturbating. That's not hard. Yeah, I've, no, never once, nobody, I've never once been caught masturbating. It's not hard. Right. Nobody ever wants to walk in on a man rubbing his erect penis in any right. circle, in my opinion. Maybe maybe Alyssa would be like, oh, there's some I, – I don't think so. I think that you – it's just not a good look for men. Yeah. If I, I see I, myself in the mirror doing it, it's sometimes I'm like, oh, what's wrong with you? <laughs> it's not very glamorous. Oh. Yeah. I mean, so, I have a pretty big – anyway, go on, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, 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 so subtle. Okay. So 
I don't. So don't get walked in masturbating. That's that's ridiculous. The the thing where she seemed like she might have wanted to have sex with him. Like these are all mitigating things. The main thing is he got caught masturbating to his ex. Uh, is it weird to masturbate to your ex? And uh, like, what level of outrage should she have here? What, why don't you comment first, Alyssa? Well, first of all, why does he even still have all of her photos? Like, I think once you break up with oh. somebody, you have all these nudes. It's like you shouldn't have access to that anymore, right? Uh, what? Oh, you still have nudes. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, oh no, I. I uh, no, I oh, was thinking that's about something all else. Like, go ahead. <laughs> no, well, I mean, look, just... I think, I think that. I think we, I think actually uh, a man's propensity, let's say that every day a man has a propensity to delete a nude video or photo uh, of, of anyone of his current partner, ex-partner, the propensity is higher when they are dating than it is once, once they're broken up, it's going into some sort of vault or cold storage where it will never be deleted. Like I, <laughs> even if he tells you, like, I got to tell you, like the number of times a man has deleted outside of a fear situation or being forced to. Pictures yeah, legal. of his ex is not, it's not going to be very many. Like that's, it's an unusual circumstance for a man to delete those. He wants those things because later it's like, especially if she broke up with him, my Lord. Mm. Well, exactly. Like, that's well, you the broke fear. up with me, but I did this to you. Yeah. So what's, what's the, what's the fear? Well, oh, that, the fear. That, like, oh, you, that he'll do revenge porn. Well, not just that, no, but not just that, but just like when you break up with somebody and then like they have like this series of videos and photos of you, you know, it's just kind of out it's there and they have it. It's not to do revenge porn. It's because he, because men perceive sex as dominant. And so he's like, I did this to her. And he wants to relive that. It's like a ride at Disneyland. He's like, oh yeah, I remember that. She, she really, it's not, men don't view sex in most cases, Keith accepted maybe, as <laughs> like a, a partnership between equals. Men absolutely view themselves as like the rooster and the woman as the hen. And roosters are not very nice to the hens. Yeah. So, it's sort of pretty dominant. So do you guys, so do you I, both have like an archive of like, just like nudes, like little nude folders of all your exes? I'm sure Mike doesn't because nudes weren't a thing the last time you were single. Right. Right. And I don't. I wish, I wish I did. Maybe <laughs> right. Yeah. It's sort of the same for me. Like, uh, unless I date women in their twenties, which I do occasionally, but uh, you know, unless I date women in their twenties, like women who are my age don't really send nudes. And so it's like a thing that's developed over the last mm -hmm. decade, really. And now like with, you know, youth there, I mean, like, there's all kinds of issues with like people under 18 sharing nudes and stuff, but setting that aside, there's uh, yeah, like sending nudes and, and, and sex to each other is just like super commonplace. I would, I would guess that like more than 50% of relationships do this. So I don't have a vast collection. Uh, I did have an ex ask me to, uh, delete, uh, nudes she had sent me. And I did, she was, she like was really paranoid about what? it. And I, no, the right did. thing to do, and, and you do have a moral well, like, obligation there, to, like, there was to a tell her you deleted them. Yes, of, of course. Everyone says they deleted them, right? Like, and yeah, everyone that's your moral them. obligation. Actually, you are not I obligated. Actually, I actually deleted them. Here's why: she had had something in her past where somebody had lorded lorded them over her, and I don't know if he posted them somewhere, but she she had like some sort of like trauma related to this. Now, why she's still sending nudes after that is another issue. But yeah, I wanted to respect that. You know, she. Yeah, that's why you tell yeah, her that you're going to delete them. The way yeah. you respect that is you tell her you, the way you respect women is you lie to them. Right. Right. Yeah. Let that be a lesson to our listeners out there. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I don't know why I did in that moment. 
don't send nudes to Keith. It's actually a quote. <laughs> actually, it's actually a quote from The Office. But yeah, I mean, Alyssa, I have a folder of pictures you've sent to me. Yeah, I know. And Ooh. if you told me if we break up, which of course will never happen, but if we do, um, I and you asked me to leave to delete them, I would be kind of whatever. You wouldn't actually do that. I, don't I, think. I would. I did my ex. But don't you Ooh, just here we go. when you do that, do you expect them to actually delete them? I, you know, it was just, I think when I asked him, I just said, yeah. I was like, can you delete all these videos and photos? And he basically was pretty mad at me. He's like, well, I deleted everything already. I was like, okay, tight. Well, that no, solves my problem. No, you didn't. Well, if you didn't, whatever. But I mean, it just, it's for me, it's a comfort thing. I think after a point when like, from this is my, this is just my personal thing. But yeah. when you break up with somebody, I'm like, you don't have access to my body anymore. Yeah. Get rid of my nudes. Go on to the next person. Get their nudes. Okay, I understand why you want that to be the case, uh-huh. but you, but you, you can see. I you understand why you want that to be the case. You, but don't you have can to see. defend. You don't have to defend all your archives of nudes. It's okay. I don't have any archives. I haven't dated many women that okay. like send me nudes. So I, I don't. I wish I was bored. You know, twenty years later, and I would just have this vast collection of 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 vulva pictures. But I, yeah, I just don't. Um, you could, they have glasses that have hidden cameras in them, Keith. So that way you could take uh, videos and pictures without them knowing. I don't think I would have that to. That might be, might be illegal. I don't, I don't think I would need to hide a camera from <laughs> Melissa, actually. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, I think, I, I think it's reasonable for women to ask men to delete. I think it's naive of them to, ass- uh, to expect it to have actually been deleted. Does that make sense? And it's yeah. naive of them to expect them to actually delete it when they say they will because they won't. I mean, like, yeah, this is yeah, the problem I mean. with sending that stuff is people. Okay. Yeah. It's not going to. No, I expect yeah. most men will be like, oh, yeah. I, I I expect most men will say what your ex said, which is like, oh, yeah, I already deleted him. And no, he fucking didn't. Oh, well. Well, I hope that he deleted them from the device <laughs> that he uses normally, but he kept them on the other device that he, uh, you know, yeah, the, doesn't the, use all the time. The backup storage. Yeah. Probably. So right. next point, though. How often do men like, or do people? Should we have an archive like this? No, no. I'm saying, how often do men like, you know, like jerk off to their ex's photos? No, I mean, yeah, yeah. If in the case that we did have archives like this, <laughs> how often? I would say as often as possible. Right. So it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work all the time. What men are looking for is they're looking for uh, content that will maximize the intensity of their perceived orgasm. And so no, the problem is if you jerk. Well, perceived. Okay, fine. The perceived intensity. I mean, well, I mean, but remember, the reason I said oh, perceived right. yeah, is yeah. because, like, it's like orgasm is such a weird thing because for the for the person experiencing it, it's this like big thing. But if you video yourself having an orgasm, it's like a little squirt gun, <laughs> or for the woman, it's even less potentially. Like, so so it's just this. But it, you perceive it very strongly, and and so the, and so a man, if 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 thinking about his ex or looking at her pictures worked a lot, he would do it that much. He does it as much as he as much as makes sense. It's like a, it's like it's like what the market will bear. That's my view. What do you think is compelling about it? The fact that he is remembering the arousing reality that he did these things to this woman who now yeah. and the fact that her body's no longer available to him makes it way better. Oh, it's so like a time actually, capsule. he probably didn't. Yeah, he didn't masturbate to them when he was with her, but now it's like, oh, she shut the door. Yeah, so it's like this is pretty good. Now, if she was dead or something, if she was dead, he'd probably stop watching them because that's less compelling. But like, yeah, this notion of like, oh yeah, you're, <laughs> you're with this other guy now, or particularly if she's rejected him in some way, it's like, oh yeah, but you yeah, didn't reject me a- that time. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost like you're defiling it. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't have vast archives of nudes, but you know, we do have Instagram and Facebook, so you know, you can go and see your exes. You know, some people post bikini pictures or or scantily clad or provocative stuff. Uh, I haven't done this for a while, but I used to go back and <laughs> I, I, we I go. swear <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I used to go back and uh, yeah, look at that kind of stuff, but it's not an every time thing. It's, it's sort of unusual for me, but I would expect it to vary, vary by man. But here's the thing I wanted to say about this post. Like, I think it's somewhat normal for people to jerk off to thoughts or pictures or social media profiles of their exes. The thing that's embarrassing here is he got caught. Like, you, obviously, that's going to be like a pretty affecting thing for your current partner. Like, it's, I think it's a pretty normal thing for men to do. And so it's not like he's some sort of, uh, you know, anomaly here. But getting caught is just totally unacceptable because, and like, the feelings that she's having of being like, why are you doing that? Like, why aren't you thinking about me? Like, that's totally normal from her point of view, right. but it's, it's not like his crime is not that he did it. His crime is getting caught. Like that's really sort of selfish of him. This is, stupid. this is a category. There's, there's a category of response Keith has to these sorts of situations. Um, like let's say somebody, uh, you know, says something racist and or whatever, like, like puts a message on their work email system or, you know, messaging system that's racist. Like Keith actually views the, I, I sort of, I actually tend to agree with him, but he views the, the stupidity of not realizing how stupid that was actually to be like a, of a higher order of badness than like having the thought in the first place. Cause it's like, look, everybody has something they think or they want to do, or maybe even do that's like not socially adaptive. It's the thing of like not having like the, ability to realize that, you know, it's going to go terribly for you and then do it anyway. Like that's really where the stupidity goes. It's like, it's like, uh, it's like playing the video game badly. It's like one thing to like have a stupid video game. It's another thing to like not learn the rules and play it. Am I, am I uh, yeah, describing no, your view? That's, well? that's exactly yeah. right. Uh, yeah. It's one thing to do like degenerate things. It's another to like get caught. Like I don't, yeah. Right. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on this, Alyssa? None. Would you be, would Do you, you ever, be, yeah, go ahead. Like, mm. like since we've had this conversation, like, like how do you think your reaction would, I just would, you would never catch me doing this. Like I'm, I would never, but like, let's say you caught a different ex doing something like this. Like, mm-hmm. what do you think your reaction would be? I don't, yeah. I mean, like, I think just, I actually don't know. It's never happened to me before. So I really don't know what my reaction would be. I mean, I guess the question just like, is, I think the question would be, why do you have these? I don't. For me, it's like I wouldn't know if they're old photos, right? So the initial reaction would be like, okay, oh, there's something okay. else going on yeah. here, right? Okay, sure. Yeah, and then after having the conversation, but it's never glamorous catching someone masturbating, right? Because it's not like, you know, it's not you're like you're sitting there sexy, where like wearing lingerie. Right? So it's mostly like either you're like laying in, like you're like laying in bed, like kind of hunched over. So not really glamorous to catch someone doing that. I so. don't think I would mind catching you masturbating. There. <laughs> <laughs> would you let me ask this would would you would, what, what about the general skeeziness like let's say for example you let's say you worked in an office and uh, you were there let's say covid wasn't happening so people went to the office and you went were there uh from nine to five typically and you had various co-workers and you learned that it was somewhat common or at least it happened that one of your male co-workers would come in on the weekend and masturbate at his desk would that bother you just the skeeziness of it no, oh, it's his own business, as long as it's not my desk. <laughs> Interesting. All right. 
I think most people would be bothered. And the point being like, so, so even, so like the getting caught by it is one thing, but I think even the fact that they're doing this sort of skeezy thing of like going through old photos, masturbating in weird places, I think would bother people. <laughs> yeah. No, it doesn't bother me. I mean, if it doesn't affect my life personally, then it's just like, I don't really care too oh. much. I want to say one more thing. I actually think I would be bothered if I were you, Keith, by Alyssa, by walking on Alyssa masturbating because I don't want the woman to foist sex on me like that. See, it's too. You want to initiate? (laughs) Yeah, I want to decide when it. I want to decide what's going to happen. It's like no, no, no. This isn't your decision to make, lady. Yeah, you. No. Yeah. Yes. All right. We're over time here, so I'm going to wrap it. Sure. That's it for our 50th episode of Your Mileage May Vary. Thanks for running the gauntlet, Alyssa. Thank you for having me. And thanks to you, Mike, for your barbaric insight into female behaviors. Of course. And thanks to our listeners for giving us the benefit of the considerable doubt. Send us feedback or questions at ymmvpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at ymmvpod. And we look forward to having you back for our next episode.